0: First question here in the third row. Hey Steph, uh, congratulations on your career high in the playoffs. My question for you is: You played a hun- over 100 games without Clay, or 100 games with Clay. Talk to us about not having
1: him tonight, and kind of how that. I mean, any injury in the playoffs is tough, uh, but especially a guy like Clay who's been so durable his whole you know career, and especially in the playoffs and. The way he had been playing as of late. So, <clears throat> you know, it's no secret that we're uh, a little injury plagued now, and, and you know, guys you know, trying to just find a way back to the court. But, uh, you know, the, the moment is now. You, you got to try to have next man up mentality, like we always say, and just go out and fight. Uh, we did that tonight. We can play better, obviously better going on the defensive end um, but I like the competitiveness that we had um, alright
0: let's get this thing started it's the NBA Culture Podcast I'm your super appreciative host Harvey Banks and we are three games into the NBA Finals and last night the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green along with Mike Lowry now I'm just playing Kyle Lowry took a 2-1 to lead in Golden State now as you just heard from Steph he went nuts last night 47 points in a loss and i can now say congratulations you know what it feels like to be lebron James. <laughs> and the poetic justice of his performance you know being overshadowed by a loss wasn't lost on me i do kind of feel bad for him because like ultimately it, it led me to thinking about this right just like the majority of other nba fans I do want to see the dynasty of the Warriors go down, right? Just because when it comes to sports, that's what we tend to root for, right? We want someone to be really, really, really great until they're really, really great for too long. And then we want to see someone beat them. I do want to see them get beat, but I don't want to see injury be what brings this dynasty down. I want to see a team actually just beat them. Right now, it is looking like they could very well lose these NBA finals. And I don't under I don't know if at the end of it am I gonna say, wow, the Toronto Raptors took down the Golden State Warriors, or am I gonna feel like injury took down the, the Golden State Warriors? Because the guys that are missing, it's these these ain't these ain't your everyday Joes, right? We're talking about Kevin Durant. Two times finals MVP, like the best player on the team, arguably the most important player on the team. And then I would even say you could probably kind of sort of argue that Clay could be second best player, not best player, excuse me, most important only because of him on the court, what it does spacing wise for Steph, for KD, for Draymond to have his driving lanes to kick just everything opens everything up, having that sharpshooter just there waiting, how quickly he gets his shot off. I have always said I do believe that Steph Curry is the better shooter. And by better, you mean, you know, greatest of all time. Clay is close when it comes to pure shooting. But when it comes to getting hot, I do believe that Clay Thompson gets hot faster than than Steph Curry. I think he gets hot faster than Steph Curry. You can count on a clay game in a series. When it's gotten down to the finals, I would I would venture to say him and Steph have been quite even through these five finals appearances because we all know that, you know, Steph has struggled through the finals in previous years. I do believe it's exaggerated because he's so great. So, like, if we go back and history looks at it without the what we know about Steph changing the game and all of this, then he hasn't been that bad. He just hasn't been what we know he's capable of and expect in the finals. Part of the problem with Steph's struggles, and I'm doing quotation marks in air, is in those same series, LeBron James was out of his mind, right? So he had like LeBron would have a good regular season, great postseason, and a unreal finals and i believe especially in 2016 steph had a unreal regular season okay postseason and a kind of good finals you know and so when it happens that way and you're playing against that guy who's doing unrealistic things in the nba finals it makes you look like you're you're shrinking when maybe you're just coming down to earth So like 25 points is shrinking when LeBron is dropping 47 points, 12 rebounds and 11 assists. Right. So I I, I do believe that maybe it's been a bit overstated, but that Steph Curry last night was different. He was aggressive from the jump because he knew he had to be. He knew he had to be. I do fully believe that it was part of the strategy of the Toronto Raptors to say yes we're gonna double him right like just out of we're not just gonna give him open looking threes but I think it was back to the idea of if he's dropping we'll let him get his and not let again I don't want to make it seem like they were just letting him shoot because they were not he was contested he was doubled but There wasn't that boxing chasing shit. Right. Like they they kind of kinda eased off of that a little bit. And they were okay. I do believe that they were okay with Steph Curry having a Steph Curry night. And that it worked. I mean, they got the win. I never thought they were gonna lose the game. Um, We had a couple instances where the Warriors would cut it to, you know, five and seven. And I was like, maybe, but it still felt to me like they don't have anyone scoring the basketball besides Steph Curry. They just don't. They just don't. And it's. I expected more out of Draymond Green last night than anyone else. Like you know, you're going to get the random Iguodala, the random, you know, Livingston, but these kind of games like last night when you're not no one is you're it's it's super weird to say that no one is expecting the Warriors to win the game right but like due to the injury situation you kind of knew that if Toronto was going to get another one it was going to be that one those are usually the nights that Draymond Green says "Uh uh-uh and has one of his 16 16 and 16 nights or something crazy like that right and while he didn't play horribly, he he didn't have one of those nights. And he was going to have to have that night. You were going to have to get more out of Boogie. Um, Boogie had a horrible game. Boogie looked like the game was way too fast for him and at way too athletic for him. And he was stumbling along the court. Like, he looked almost clumsy out there. I've seen multiple, multiple possessions where he ends up on the floor or... Just the footwork wasn't there. I mean, and I know he's not a hundred percent, and it's gonna take time to come back from the injuries that he has rec- most recently, you know, come back from. And is it a little unfair the way you know some analysts, mainly Stephen A., went at him today on that? Maybe because they don't go at Gordon Hayward like that, right? Everyone understands coming back from injury. This, this, and that. They gave him a whole year. Boogie hasn't had that. And when Boogie first came back from original injury, everyone was saying how great he looked. Game 2, everyone was saying how great he it's going to take time to consistently be great. To consistently be great, you have to consistently be healthy. Now the unfortunate part about this for him is he's going to be a free agent soon and this is not it's probably not the showing he wanted to put out there. Going into a free agent year. So there's that to think about. Back to on the court, though. KD and Clay have to play Friday night. I don't believe KD will because I, I still do not believe we will see him at all in these finals. Steph or excuse me, Clay will definitely be back Friday. All the reports say he was fighting to get back yesterday and they just made a decision that, no, you know, we're going to think long term about this. It's game three of a seven game series. Right. So you you play your odds if we're going to have to drop one to get him back. Last night was the one to drop. So I, I don't I can't knock um, Steve Kerr or the Warriors organization for, you know, deciding to sit him, even though, you know, he definitely wanted to play. Now he's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready on Friday. I don't know how healthy, but you know something's going to be better than nothing. I can guarantee you Clay Thompson is not going to, if he gets anything over 15 minutes in the game, he's not going to come up with a goose egg. So you're going to have some added offense there. Or at least the threat of him on the court is going to spread things out a little bit more. So do I believe that the Warriors can win this thing without Kevin Durant? As I said before the series, no, I do not believe that. I had Toronto in six or seven. I, I, you know, I was pussy. I was pussy. I wasn't gonna commit to the six. It's looking good now, but like I wasn't gonna commit to them handling in six games. But seven games, ba- se- game seven back in Toronto. I was, I was, you know, betting on the Raptors. I'm not saying they're gonna have an easy run from now on either. I am just saying if Kevin Durant does not step foot on the court in these finals. Your champions will be the Toronto Raptors. And I'm going to use that. To kind of transition to something else I want to talk about real quick. I seen a report yesterday, maybe two days ago, that uh, Kawhi Leonard had purchased property in Canada. And one of my favorite analysts, Jalen Rose, seemed to poo poo it off as, you know, "Eh, not that big a deal, you know it happens it's, it's no big deal it doesn't really mean anything i couldn't disagree more if this if it was miami or atlanta or something like that because you know you can get property for pretty good price in atlanta when it comes to like return on investment stuff like that and in miami is like a destination city i would say yeah yeah why would you not want to have you know property in la or property in miami this is in that property in canada I don't see that being an investment property. I and I don't I don't see Kawhi being the investment property type of guy, right? I see Kawhi. I think he likes it in Toronto. And if he goes and wins a title with Toronto this year, why would he leave? L- leave for what? Like what situation is he leaving for? You give me the clippers, and I say, eh, maybe. But I don't know that the Clippers put him in a better position than Toronto does as currently constructed. I don't see him going to the Lakers at all. It is too much of a shit show. And if we know anything about Kawhi Leonard, it is he is not really with the shits. He ain't go. He ain't joining Golden State. He ain't going back to San Antonio. Where would he go? Neither New York teams seems to be on the radar for him. Not the Knicks, not the Nets. I do fully believe that it is Toronto is the perfect city and team for Kawhi Leonard. I think it's shown throughout the season, throughout these playoffs. And I think long term basketball wise, this really, really works for both parties, because while Toronto is a metropolitan area, it is a large area. It has the feel of that small market. He's up in Canada. He can be, you know, he, he can. It's almost like you're away from all the nonsense. And he genuinely, genuinely does not like the extras. Right. So I that to me takes L- L.A., New York, takes all of that out because I think Kawhi Leonard is comfortable. I think he is very, very comfortable. In Canada Now, I don't know for sure, nor does anyone. All the experts, if he wins, he stays. Well, maybe, but I could also argue that if he loses, he stays because there are only two teams that's made it to this point. The team he's on, the team he's playing against. He's not going to go to the team he's playing against. So one would surmise that the team that he is on gives him the best basketball chance Of being in the finals and winning championships. And trust me, Kawhi Leonard is all about being in the finals and winning championships. It's not gonna be money decisions, it's not gonna be any of that. So I do believe that Kawhi Leonard purchasing property in Canada is a very big deal and it is a very positive sign for Toronto and the Raptors and the Raptors fan base because this is great. And I think this is great for the NBA because Canada has been represented and Canada is so diverse and the Raptors fans are so diverse. Like what this could do for the game, having them as competitive as they are. If uh, the only thing we're missing in the NBA is a competitive team in the New York metropolitan area. I don't care if it's Brooklyn. I don't care if it's the Knicks. Obviously, as a Knicks fan, I want it to be the Knicks. But I don't. Either could happen. So imagine KD leaves and does become a Nick or a net. Every coast is covered. <laughs> Every coast is covered with a dominant, great team. Toronto handles the North Golden State will still be competitive out West one of those two LA teams is going to get it together one of the New York teams is going to be significantly better I believe this is great for the league I believe it just works out and in the NBA things tend to just kind of work out right and we love we love it and I love it so A congratulations early from me to Toronto fans. Win or lose this title. I do believe Kawhi Leonard re-signs with Toronto. And, you know, more success to you. More success to you. Now, what do I think about Kevin Durant? I have heard so many different opinions about does Kevin Durant leave or does Kevin Durant stay that... I don't really know man and it's so funny because like rarely do I hear things on both sides that make me be like oh yeah I mean that kind of makes sense oh well yeah I mean I guess that kind of makes sense too but when it comes to this I mean yeah if they win the title without him he's gonna see that yeah they don't need me and the dumb fucking comments of well, the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant on the floor because of this, this, and this basic. And then Steph can f- has the freedom to shut the fuck up with all of that shit. All that shit's going to get to KD. He's going to be like, all right, cool, I'm out. If they lose, he could then still be like, you know, yeah, I got to go. I brought two titles. There's this, this, and that. Or if they lose, he could then say, see, told y'all they need me. I am justified. My decision to come here is justified. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I am saying that he could feel that way. So I don't think we know what he's going to do yet. If I had to place my money on it today, Kevin Durant will be playing basketball in New York city next year. I don't know if that will be on Madison Avenue Or if that will be in Brooklyn, but Kevin Durant will be in New York. If I had to put my money on it, a little more interesting than Kevin Durant to me is where all the other free agents tend to fall because we got some good ones out there. Kimba Walker can change a team. Not into a championship contender instantly, but put him with the team that's right there. Put him with LeBron. Kimba and LeBron in L.A., different team. Kyrie Irving, difference maker, right? Jimmy Butler, <laughs> difference maker. What's going to happen with Anthony Davis? Are the Pelicans going to find the trade that they want? How is that going to shake up the league? What? Who's going to give up what to get him? Because it could be a one-year rental. Do they finally make a deal work with L.A.? What happens with Anthony Davis? What happens with Kawhi Leonard? What happens with Kimba Walker, Kyrie Irving? The list goes on and on of solid quality players that can really reshape the landscape of the league this summer. Draft wise, we got the draft coming up. Is Zion going to be a Pelican? Because like the reports are he has no interest in staying long term. What could the Pelicans get if they were to trade the number one pick? Like it's just a it's a it's a lot, a lot, a lot of questions that still have to be answered. And I'm excited. I think the summer, these two, three months of the summer. The NBA will dominate the headlines more than they did in the regular season. I'm going to be here for it all, too. I'm going to be here for it all. I'm super excited for it. I love the drama. I love the NBA. Also, we're just doing a quick run today. So I'm just going to run through shit. I want to run through real quick. I wanted to touch base with everyone. Come back. I've been busy lately. We're trying to get back on schedule. Probably not going to happen. So these are going to sporadically just start hitting your timeline, hitting your feeds. I want to get more WNBA talk in on the podcast podcast but i'm not gonna fake like i like i'm big up on i don't know a lot so i'm in the process now of finding guests that know more than i do right that way i don't get on here and try to sound like an idiot i can just ask them questions they can fill me in on the things that i need to know but i do fully intend on getting some WNBA talking and a lot of 2k league coverage this summer as well the summer is going to be busy um but I'm excited. I'm excited for where the show's going. Um, what else did I want to talk about today? That's about it. That's about it. I do want to take the time to thank you guys for sticking through this sporadic schedule that we've been on. Um, reaching out on social media. Everything that you do. Subscribe. Share this show with a friend. If you want to support the people that support us, go to harveybanks.com slash stance. Pick up some dope ass fucking stance Socks, underwear, t-shirts They got all the essentials now That's the essentials right HarveyBanks.com slash stance Also Working on a little deal with StubHub We've already got a a slight partnership That like basically Follow our link HarveyBanks.com slash StubHub To purchase all the tickets For all the events that you want to go to in your city Right, reach out, tell me the city Tell me what you got Showing love that way, getting something that you want, also supports the show. I appreciate that. The Patreon is up at nbaculture.com. Go to nbaculture.com. It'll take you straight over to the Patreon page. You can become a patron, and you get extra, extra, extra dope shit with it. That is still growing and everly changing. I will plan to work on that some this weekend to get all the tiers Honed in in exactly the way I want to But again I I just want to say thank you For continuing to listen Even though this shit be sporadic sometimes But hey, life is sporadic sometimes Game 4 is on Friday You won't hear back from me until Monday Enjoy your weekends Enjoy the basketball It's the NBA Culture Podcast I'm your host Harvey Banks Find us on Instagram At NBA Culture At NBA Culture Peace.